In a faraway slice of the Megaverse, the inhabitants of Glova are preparing for a mission to a mysterious, primitive planet. What they find there will change the course of their history forever. And maybe yours, too. Put on some headphones and harness the power of your imagination with the illustrated podcast, Flovatar, a dust odyssey. In a faraway slice of the megaverse, in Sector 334, down an off-ramp of the Meta Highway, just after the third junction to the left of Chalup Q, you will find planet Flova. The atmosphere on Flova has become a little polluted over the years, so most Flovans tend to live within biospheres, which they call domes. In Dome 93, one of the nicer biospheres, a young Flovan is currently sleeping through her alarm, or more precisely, continuing to sleep because her alarm mysteriously did not go off this morning. Fasco woke, bleary-eyed, and glanced at her hollow clock through a squinted eye. As the numbers slowly came into focus, she immediately bolted upright into a panicked L-shape. What the? How is it 25.5 already? She frantically pulled on the clothes she had carefully laid out the night before, including the Flovalab's jacket that she had tried on no less than 100 times. What happened to my alarm? As she was putting her hair up into a black top knot, she noticed her bag was missing, and her sense of panic ratcheted up to the point where she began to feel lightheaded. She had meticulously packed her bag the night before, so that she'd be ready in good time for the mission launch today. Someone must have hidden it, and the culprit must be someone inside the house. A few fuzzy seconds later, she noticed the gentle sobbing of her mother downstairs, as well as the mischievous laughter of her little brother. She searched the room with increasing worry, while Junbi, her psyche-likey, pretended to help, but mostly followed her around like a suspicious little sheep. Psyche-likeys were DNA-matched to become lifelong companions to every Floven once they reached the age of 21. However, in exceptional circumstances, this bond could be temporarily broken, and today was one of those moments. So Junbi was acting particularly clingy towards Fasco. Downstairs, Fasco's little brother Spuck started to complain about an awful smell. Can you smell something, Mom? Ugh, it's getting worse. Carly, was that you? What have you been eating? He accused his psyche likey as he wandered into the kitchen. Mom, is that smoke supposed to be coming from the oven? His mother looked up from pining at hollow pictures of Fasco as a young Flovin to a plume of thick black smoke rising and settling across the ceiling. Yelling with surprise, she ran to the oven to turn it off and opened the door to a wave of acrid smog revealing a blackened mass inside. What in the Flagoian was for breakfast? Yelled Fasco. I haven't put breakfast in yet. I just turned it on to get it ready. Her mother cried, putting on thermal cold gloves and taking whatever it was out of the oven while her own psyche likey fanned her wings at the smoke. Noticing Fasco enter the kitchen, her mother asked, Why did you put your bag in the oven? What? I didn't. Did you do it, Spuck? No, why would I? I'm hungry for actual food. He started banging his cutlery on the tabletop. 
I wouldn't do that to my bag. Everything I love is in there, Fasco complained while she examined the burnt lump. Her mom burst into tears. So you admit you love your technology more than your family now? That's why you're leaving us. Excluding you and Spuck and Dad and Pete Wad and the twins. And Junby, of course. She turned to her side, expecting to see Junby, but she had scuttled back upstairs. Fasco sighed. <sighs> Junby! No response. The culprit wasn't a family member, after all. Her mom brightened. Do you think this means you can't go now, dear? You don't go anywhere without your assisted thought device and your other toys. I am going bag or no bag, and they aren't toys. Fasco cut open the charred blob and started to salvage some of the contents. Thanks to her protective packaging technique, she was able to retrieve most of the items inside. But her latest assisted thought, AT, head guide, was destroyed, and she had to resort to using her older model, which was still in fine condition. She grabbed a new bag, repacked her slightly charred belongings, and said her goodbyes, leaving Junbi and her mom to their sulking. As she left the apartment and descended to the ground floor, her older AT kicked in and soothed away her anguish, gently facilitating her decisions. She walked to the local shuttle station rather than take a cabbie capsule, giving her the chance to soak up all the biospheric beauty of Flova before the impending launch. Dome 93, her home biosphere, was one of the best. The dome cover was an extra 30 felcars higher than the average, with WeatherTech installed for varied vegetation. It made it one of the more picturesque places to live, so with the amplified sunlight, Vasco began to feel a twinge of sadness as she was leaving it all behind. As she exited the suburbs, a Vendroid stopped her and tipped its metal hat to disguise the identification scan. Good morning, Fasco of Biosphere 93. I notice you are without your Flovolabs AT Tech Gen C42 head guide. Would you be interested in purchasing one right now to let the worry of choice fade away? I have my C41 to last me for now, Fasco replied. For now? Sounds uncertain. Just for today. Fasco self-consciously touched the old tech in her ear. Let me pose a hypothetical situation that might help to change your mind. Imagine it's a Moonsday evening and you've had a tough day at work and you're looking for some light relief. You sit down to watch something on Starflix, but how do you decide what to watch? That's easy. I'd watch the latest comedy series promoted by the Starflix algorithm. Vasco replied. Very good. Now imagine that you've just finished episode one of this extremely humorous, non-derivative comedy series, but before even two pixels of the closing credits can scroll up the screen, you see an advert for the new Starflux Bullock Spice Solution. How do you know what to do next? The Vendroid countered. Fasco's C41AT device momentarily froze as it didn't contain the latest sluice data from Starflux, and Fasco suddenly felt the sickly, familiar paralysis of choice that Flovin's experienced and trying to make unassisted decisions. Er, um, er, I'm not sure. What even is a Baluk Spice Sloosh? She asked meekly. My point exactly. Just for the record, the correct answer would have been to take a thought grab of the new slush and then watch as many of the remaining 33 episodes as you could before falling asleep. So do you think purchasing a C42 might be a better alternative? Fasco's old AT kicked in again 
soothing away the mental paralysis and enveloping her in a warm, fuzzy feeling of assuredness. She immediately bought the new device from the Vendroid who withdrew it from their torso safe. Instantly relieved upon wearing it, she went on her way. The hollow ads and personalized, personal, personable wall messages congratulated her on her purchase while reinforcing the helpfulness of A.T. Fasco walked past a series of panels with different stylish flovens in a nightclub, holding drinks that said, with an animated wink, With A.T., I always choose right, even well after midnight. Other messages were auditory reminders and high-impact projections. Don't risk being wrong and always belong with A.T. Too much choice to use your voice? There's Flovalabs tech with no need to check. Everyone judges the choices you make. Don't think with so much at stake. Feeling thirsty, her AT decided to go to Starflux and try the new Baloog Spice Sloosh. The entrance and exit had a constant stream of Flovens going in and out at an exact pace. Starflux had access to AT data and made the precise amount just in time for each customer as they entered the door. Inside were selections of food and differing drink flavors and aeration foam density. The 2D signs were ignored and obscured by colorful hollow ads. As she collected her drink in a cup already marked with her name from before she entered the shop, the incessantly revolving scene halted. A universal message played on all screens and personal AT iTech. Hello, fellow Flovens. Damas here with some good news to start your day. Today, my colleagues, along with some brave volunteers, are going to embark on a journey that will be remembered for the rest of time. Damas raised a hand to quell the canned applause that blared from the speakers after a few seconds of delay. This is a momentous journey, not just for Flova Labs, but for every Flovan. 10,000 Flovans are preparing to embark on the greatest mission in our species' history. On discovering Earth and its primitive technology, we knew it was our intergalactic duty to reach them and aid them in the extraction of dust for the good of both of our planets. Just as importantly, you'll be able to watch every single second as a film crew from Starflix will be joining the mission, live streaming their every encounter to those viewers that have an active subscription to the Reality Channel. But Flovens, the good news doesn't stop there. To celebrate today's launch, Flova Labs has teamed up with Starflux to offer every Starflux Reality Channel subscriber, including those that sign up today, 25% off the new Baloog Spice Sloosh. He picked up a sloosh gum and drank from it before releasing a satisfied exhale of refreshment. Ah, sloosh. It's drinkable. Fasco sighed at her bad timing before hurrying out. Ducking down a side street to avoid the crowds that were now descending upon Starflux, she turned a corner and bumped into an unsuspecting pedestrian, soaking them both in sloosh. Oh, oh my Flagolian, I'm so sorry. Without thinking, she took off her jacket and started trying to dry the stranger's lower back. Usually I go on a date or two before. I, I am so sorry. Here. Fasco jumped back. She held out her Flova Labs jacket to the stranger so he could continue to dry his smooth, cocoa-colored skin. His fresh haircut looked a bit silly, covered in the viscous sluice. It's fine. He declined, before peering closer at the emblem on the arm. Wait, you're part of the Earth mission? Yeah, I'm on my way there now. Are you a volunteer too? No. 
Well, yes, technically I am. I'm a cadet, and we're exempt from this mission, but I'm going anyway. A chance to bring technology to the less fortunate. I couldn't miss it. A cadet? Wow. It's a pleasure to meet you. Fasco excitedly reached out her hand, and then realized it was sticky with sluice. I meet a cadet for the first time and spill my drink all over them. Good thing my brothers aren't around to see this. The cadet laughed. Don't worry about it. I'm sure Flova Labs won't let us cross universes without giving us more suitable outfits anyway. Oh yeah, right. Good. Sorry. I'm nervous. I'm Gellin. Nice to meet you, nervous. <laughs> it's actually Fasco. Just Fasco. I'm a navigations officer. They shook hands and recoiled at the stickiness. Well, don't sweat the nerves, Gellin said, wiping his hand on his pants. Everyone has an important role to play in this mission. No job's too small. You were meant for this. How are you getting to the launch site? Want to hop in my cabbie capsule? I came here to try the Baluk Spice, and I seem to have accomplished that. They called and got into the clear paneled pod of a cabbie capsule and strapped themselves into the gravity belts. The high-speed travel was linked to a network of neon lanes stretching under and above ground like knotted noodles of a great spaghetti god in the sky. They zoomed out of Biosphere 93 at speeds reaching over 300 dexigrix, but inside were unaffected by the mind-warping acceleration. 